Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of four, a business owner, an entrepreneur, and a wife of 12 years to my husband, who is terminally ill. And this is my podcast, When Shit Gets Real. It's a candid discussion about when dynamics change and life gets real messy. All right, guys, welcome to episode three of When Shit Gets Real. Here with my guest, co-host for the last few weeks. <laughs> yep. Sister Natalie. Sister Natalie. Uh, and, and so when we left off, it was... Pretty yeah, heavy. That was a little rough. It's interesting because, like, you don't expect it. Honestly, it just always comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And since we're kind of going back, I'm having to relive those yes. moments. Right. Because I haven't really, really choked up about it in a while. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But yeah. I'm not going to lie. That was a little rough, but yeah. that's okay. It Which, happens. That's what we're here for. Yep. Exactly. And that's the reality of it. Yeah. And yep. we need to be okay with. Feeling those emotions, yep. going through those emotions, and yep. and that's another thing too. Like something, you know, when I so this has been going on now for a year and a half since yep. he had his the surgery in yep. March, and um, that initial telling people, <laughs> especially when we <laughs> did we I'm jumping ahead. We did move back to Beloit where our families are, and people will say, "Well, what brought you back to Beloit?" and <laughs> You know, you you don't want to make other people feel bad <laughs> right? by saying my husband's sick. Yeah. My husband has terminal brain cancer, you know. No, I And know. because, <clears throat> I, I don't know, you become very comfortable with it at mm-hmm. a point because it's like, well, this is my life. Yeah. I'm happy for you yeah. that this is not your life. And I yeah. mean that with all sincerity. Right. I'm so right. thankful that. Right. This is not anybody else that I know's mm-hmm. life, but mm-hmm. this is my life. My husband mm-hmm. has terminal brain cancer, and yeah. here we are. And I want to talk about it candidly, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. You yeah. have your experiences. This person yeah. has their experience. Yeah. This is my experience. <laughs> you know, so, so where we left off was um, he had his MRI. He could not speak. Mm-hmm. His oncologist called me, told me that the tumor had come back. Yep. It's Not aggressive. Um, and then his radiologist, I'm sorry, oncologist called Dr. Robbins. So we've been mm-hmm. with Dr. Robbins for 13 years mm-hmm. and love that man. He's quirky. He's weird. But, yeah. you know, he's been mm-hmm. amazing. And mm-hmm. I also think for him, too, like how many of his patients does he get to have for yeah. 13 years? Right. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> so um, he also called me and he said, Sarah, the tumor's back. Um, I'm very positive that it is geoblastoma, stage four geoblastoma, Jeez. which I guess the best way I can equate that for people is what um, John McCain had. Mm-hmm. It's never a good outcome, mm-hmm. you know, and I just remember mm-hmm. I was right where I was outside, mm-hmm. you know, in bet- that little pathway in between the house and the garage Oh, you know, kind of walk and yeah. I'm just, I'm talking to him and, yeah. and I, I just, I'm like, is this, is it terminal? Is it terminal? And he's like, yes, this is terminal. Yes, it is. But he said, I want to get him in there tomorrow. I want to start him on a Vastin. Mm-hmm. It's an antibody. It will take down the swelling mm-hmm. 
And he said, within 24 hours, Tyler will be talking again, Mm -hmm. which really I'm like, really? I know. Because he can't form a word. Yeah. You know, and um, at that point, I mean, I went I went on my knees. Yeah. Sobbing. You know, I mean, it was like, this is what we've been. Yeah. Afraid of for years, you know. And I remember, though, when his second surgery was coming up, I remember I was taking a shower. And this is just how my brain works. And mm-hmm. I, and at this point, we have the two little boys. And my thought process was, you know what? If he doesn't get through this surgery or if the cancer comes back and he dies from the cancer, my plan is I will move back to Beloit. Mm-hmm. I will open a salon. I'll do hair in Beloit. And that's crazy, yeah. Sarah. I had a contingency plan and wow. that's, and here's a blessing with all of this too, yeah. you know, like I know a lot of this is really heavy right now, but there's a real blessing that you're mm-hmm. given when death is this passenger, yeah. you know, you're, you know, there's the whole cliche, like, you know, don't take life for granted and mm-hmm. blah, 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 which is true, but we all get busy <clears throat> in our day to day. Of course. Even me, like you get, yeah. you know, like I'm bitching about. I don't know, having to take the garbage out or right. whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but you do have a better understanding of like, we're all dying. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. all dying. Mm-hmm. And I may be left without a partner and I need to have a plan for that. You yeah, could have a partner that dies. Yeah. I mean, it's the truth. No, I, I mean, know. well, I'm not going to lie since <clears throat> Tyler's whole experience, it, <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. You just, and it's so sad that like, that's now in my life, but I think also on the flip side, even though sometimes I have to think dark, Mm -hmm. I also think, well, I'm so blessed with my family. Right. And my support. Yeah. I know. And I know you kind of mentioned that last episode, but it's like, I were very, very fortunate. I, you know, even if you were to have like a friend or something somebody that you can kind of talk to. I I have my family, whatever that may be, Mm -hmm. you know, we're very blessed in that aspect. Right. And it just, um, I think when you're in this situation and you have things to be thankful for, Mm -hmm. you're so thankful. Oh yeah. You know, and my God, there are, I mean, there are, there's so many blessings. I also remember Tyler's doctor telling us, I'm so glad you guys lived your lives. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was after a second surgery. It's like, I'm so glad you lived your lives and went on and had children and, you know, just because we very well could have said like, Mm -hmm. no, we're not, the risk is too great or, you know, and it was like, no, we're living our lives and, you know, and that's what we've done. And continue to do, by the way. Yes, that's very true. For real. Yeah. Even with this, it's like you guys, everyday responsibilities, Mm -hmm. you got to keep doing them. Yep. And you find a way to do it. Yep. It's just your new normal now. Yeah. So, excuse me, they, uh, so that next day we went, you know, and I had to make phone calls, which to be honest, I remember calling mom and Becca, Uh our other sister. We've got, there's four of us. We have a brother as well. Um, and mom and Nat, uh, mom and Becca, came over right away drove an hour and stayed with us mom ended up staying i think for four or five days yeah um i had to call tyler's parents and tell them mm-hmm. and I rem- now was tyler talking at this time i couldn't remember no he still wasn't talking no. so like 
But he could understand us at that time. <clears throat> or was it now getting to the point where he's having a hard time he's even having, having a hard time understanding as well? Yes. Right. Okay. Um, and I remember his mom. So did you have to break the news to Tyler? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. So what I did, I, I called his parents and I, I told his mom and dad, I said, Dr. Robbins called the tumors back and it's geoblastoma. And she said, this is what I've been dreading for years, you know, and mm-hmm. that was heartbreaking because I can't imagine that perspective, oh my God, right. you know, and so I didn't really want to tell Tyler. Okay. Um, but clearly he knew something was going on, yeah. you know, and yeah. he's just kind of like, what's going on? What's going on? Did it, yeah. has it come back? And I, yeah. you know, and I'm just kind of like, they think it might've come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm trying to be gentle with him. I don't want to send him into a frenzy. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but uh, we go in the next day and they they give him this Avastin treatment. So it's an IV treatment. And literally within 24 hours, mm-hmm. he is talking again. Not like you and I. Right, right. But he can form sentences. We can at least communicate yeah. again. And a couple of days after that, we went in and met with Dr. Robbins again. And he's just saying, <clears throat> you know, looking at your MRI. And he, so he shows us the MRI and your your brain has the two hemispheres with the line down the center. Right. His line was a C. It was literal C because the swelling was so much on that one side. And he said, he's like, I don't even know how you were walking. And he said, another two weeks, you wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. My mouth is open. I'm. Uh... <sighs> right. So what the Avastin does is it greatly reduces this. Well, it takes the swelling away. Okay. And then the other job is that it cuts off the blood supply to the can tumor. I, can I ask something really quick? Why did it take so long? Because he was going such a long time without talking. Didn't it feel like it was, you know, you're going, something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong. Right. Well, because we had to wait for that MRI. Yes. Oh, so it was because they didn't know the tumor had come back. Oh, okay. They were saying, you know, oh, it's the swelling from the radiation. Let's give it more time, you know. Okay. So once they did this MRI and saw that the tumor had come back, it was like, let's kick this into high Mm -hmm. gear get him the treatment going. Now, the thing with the Vastin, so he's not eligible for um, surgery because the Vastin puts you at a risk for bleeding. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but the tumors prior have been contained. So there's been a border so they can go in and take it out. Uh, Glioblastomas have like tentacles. Yeah. So there's not really, first of all, he's too susceptible to bleeding and you, you can't just go and it's take like that spreading. out. Mm-hmm. I know, because I remember thinking like, well, can we just go on again? Right. And really, your brain can only take so much Yeah. also. But really what it boils down mm-hmm. to, at a risk for bleeding, and it's not contained anymore. Mm-hmm. And so um, they told us that most patients on Avastin can go about four to six months, mm-hmm. and then the tumor starts progressing, or mm-hmm. your kidneys can't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, you start running into problems in about three months after stopping Avastin. So 
you know, we're looking at like nine months max thinking like, Mm -hmm. okay, okay. (laughs) You know, um, the good news was I was so thankful just to be able to communicate with him again. And Mm -hmm. this was, this is a year ago, like now. Yeah. Now that this was all happening. Right. And his birthday is the 22nd -hmm. of October. Yep. You know, him and I went away for a night. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's when we did our first video. Because then you just get into, you you know, again, like you kick into high gear like, all right, well, we got shit to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to start making videos. Mm-hmm. We're going to start taking photos. Like we've mm-hmm. been given this gift of time. Right. You know. Right. And uh, yeah, that was just some really super crazy shit. Do you remember me telling you? So of course it's like one of those traumatic events that i will always remember um you didn't tell me aaron and his wife told me and i was done working for the day and i was actually at the mall and my phone was ringing and it was aaron and of course i'm not thinking anything and so i answer and aaron was like hey i'm like hi and you know how you can always like kind of tell with like a tone of voice Mm -hmm. he's like are you home? And I'm like, no, I'm in Janesville right now. And he's like, well, um, we want to come over and talk to you. We want to, we want to talk. I'm like, why? And he's like, well, I, I just would rather do it in person. And I'm going, why? I know that never works. No, it doesn't. And <laughs> no. I'm in the store. I immediately just walk out at this point. So now I'm walking to my car because I knew it was about Tyler because I knew Tyler had his MRI that day or some, I knew something with Tyler was going on. And so he's like, I, we need to tell you something. And I could feel the, the ring that, and like, I immediately was like, I need to sit down. I need to sit down. And I don't, I don't know what I was preparing for, but he was like, Tyler has been diagnosed with stage four brain cancer. And I, mm. and I couldn't, you have to think too, is like, I'm naive to all of this. You know, I'm like, well, what is that? Does, what does that mean? What right. does that mean? And he was just trying to gently tell me. And I just remember I'm now in my car because I'm about, I'm feeling, I'm telling him, I'm like, I'm about to pass out. I'm about to pass out. And then I ended up going to my car and I'm just sobbing. And now all three of us are on the phone sobbing. Mm-hmm. It was terrifying i really even then while i was bawling i just didn't think it was real i didn't think it was real how is this person who i've known for so long now having this this time limit Mm -hmm. i couldn't wrap my mind around it and then you know they're telling me like stay there we'll come to you and i was like i i felt like i was okay to come home and I ended up driving back and us three just all stood together and just hugged mm-hmm. and just bawled. And it was like from that moment, I could not stop crying. Mm-hmm. I could not. It would like it would leave and then it would hit me. And then it would hit me about Tyler. It would hit me about you. And then I would think about the kids, mm-hmm. all the four kids. And I would lose it. Mm-hmm. it. It was like I will never forget that moment. It was such an emotional roller coaster. And then I remember having to tell Brent to my husband now, um, 
he and I remember just having so many questions like, well, what does that mean? What's what's the time frame? What's the time frame? Oh my God. And when I heard that it was like, you know, well, it could be like this nine month thing. Oh my God. Right. Then I'm like super losing it at that point because I'm are you kidding me? Yeah. I've never I've never really experienced death at this time. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandparents, our grandparents, I was super young, so I didn't really understand that. Grandma was still alive. Right. I I really did not understand death at that, really, at 33. And now it's my brother-in-law. Right. Who I'm extremely close with. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. And heartbreaking. Right. And then I just remember, like, time going... I, and then you would, it would stop. And then I remember feeling too, like, now, now it's telling people. Mm-hmm. Now it's telling. It's such a weird and awkward thing to say. And you don't want to say it. I remember having to make like a group message to like my closest friends, you know, and yeah. telling them, hey, this is what's happening. Right. It is so it, it it's just bizarre. It is. And then I would, we would be driving sometimes and I would hear like a song that wasn't even like Tyler's song or something that was like had anything to do, but it would be like the lyrics of something. And Tyler would come to my mind and I would just bawl. Mm-hmm. I would just bawl. I feel like now I haven't cried about it. And well, I know last episode I was kind of choking up, but because we're like really diving into it again. It's so weird to process this. In such a long, it's such a long process. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's like, this is our new norm. Right. My relationship with my brother-in-law, which looks totally different a couple of years ago, you know, it's still yeah. there, but it's so different. Yeah. It's so different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's kind of when I found out and how. Well, and then, you know, this is where... Me being uh, a crazy maniac Mm -hmm. and getting shit done is very useful. Right. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Because immediately I'm like, oh, we're moving back to Beloit. Oh, that's right. And um, so, and mom just told us the other day that that was October 10th that that happened. Uh, That was my parents' wedding anniversary that Tyler got, you know, Mm re-diagnosed. And, uh, of course I'm calling all of my Mm -hmm. close friends and whatnot and telling them what's going on. And my good friend, Stephanie, who has been friends with me since seventh grade and her family's like a second family to me. I just remember her saying like, what can I, what can I do to help you? Mm -hmm. What? And because people just want to help and they don't know what to do. Yeah. And my whole thing was like, I just have to get back to Beloit. Yeah. I have to get back to Beloit. I don't care about it anything else yeah i gotta get back to beloit mm-hmm. and, and it was Aaron, like the middle of the beginning of the school year really yeah because the kids would have been in school for like six weeks at that point yeah and that was another thing too you know like i had to sit down and tell the kids you know dad's tumors come back mm-hmm. um we're gonna have to move and we need mm-hmm. to get back to family mm-hmm. and and you know the kids are so young it's hard to you know you want to be age appropriate um and that's something else I really want to address with having Becca on, mm-hmm. you know, our other sister. She's a therapist and works with children. And so I'm really anxious to dive into that, too, mm-hmm. you know, and how you deal with this with children. Um, but 
um, I just needed to get back yeah. to where people were. And so I was talking to Stephanie. She says, what can I do? And I said, we just got to get back to Belay. And Aaron, our brother, and his wife, I remember having a conversation with them. You might have been mm -hmm. on the phone, too. But them saying, too, like, we'll bunk you up at our house. Oh, yeah. Everybody, that. just get yeah. back here. Just yeah. get back here. We are mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. Get back here, you know. And so that was kind of my original plan. And then I'm talking to Stephanie, and I'm telling her how I need to get back to Beloit. And she's like, you know, my parents are getting ready to go to Florida for mm -hmm. the winter. Their mm -hmm. house is going to be empty. Let me talk to them. Let me see if you guys can go stay in their house. Mm -hmm. She calls me back later that night. She's like, you can stay at my parents' house, Sarah. Yeah. And this is a home I had yeah. grown up in, you know, right. like didn't feel weird about it at all. And that's what we needed. Yes. You know, we needed our own space. Yeah. Um, And then a couple of days later, another friend of mine, Carrie, uh, she had messaged or her and I were talking and she's like, you know, Friends of ours are actually getting ready to move. I ran into this mm -hmm. woman that I know. She was telling me they're getting ready to put their house on the market. And I told her, hold on. My friend Sarah's <laughs> moving back to Beloit. Let me see if she'd want to come look at it. If she does, mm -hmm. would you be okay with that? So my friend Carrie's like, yes. And Heather says, you guys can come look at this house. It's in your parents' neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be perfect for you guys. They've redone it, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, we're talking like in a week's time span. I know. It was crazy. We went down on Wednesday. This is like a number of matter of days after yeah. finding out his diagnosis. We go down to Beloit. I get the keys to Stephanie's parents' house, enroll the children at school. <laughs> Actually, I said to the boys, I'm like, do you want two weeks or three weeks? No, one or two weeks. Oh, my God. Get ready, cause yes. I'm like you can stay in yeah. you can stay at your schools for one week or two mm -hmm. weeks, and Jackson didn't care. Mm -hmm. Hendrix, the eight year old, he's made friends. You know, he's like, I want two weeks. I said, yeah. that's fine. Yep. You can do two weeks. Um, but yeah, went down and, and yeah, one day got the keys keys to the house, enrolled the kids in school, went and looked at this house, mm -hmm. which we really liked. Yeah, you know, hadn't even been on the market yet, and. It was Halloween weekend. Within two weeks, had the kids, we had moved into this, I called it the halfway house. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stephanie's parents' yeah. home, you know. Yeah. Um, the kids started a new school, which was a really hard transition, yeah. especially for Hendrix. Yeah. No, I think, too, that, that transition was rough. That was. For them. Yeah. A lot of acting out. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was a which, lot. You know, that's one, that's something I really want to talk about, Yeah. you know, with Becca too. And, um, but no, and then it was like, all right, well now we got to get this house on the market. <laughs> and we had also looked at another house cause the pricing wasn't quite working out with this original house that we liked and Tyler's parents were helping us with this. And, um, but we did end up deciding on that home. So, yeah. I mean, literally within two weeks, Got our house on the market, got the kids enrolled in school, yeah. moved down to Beloit. We're in the process of purchasing a new home. Now we sold the house because the whole house sold mm -hmm. in like two days because I'm a boss like that. That's right, girl. <laughs> and it, it, it was a fucking whirlwind. It really was. But it's what had to happen. Yeah. It's that was what like had to happen. For me, even... 
because it was so such a horrible news, it was like the only blessing for me was like having you guys come back. Right. I just wanted you guys <clears throat> close. I wanted to be able to see you. I, yeah. You know, and I kept telling everybody, I'm like, coming back to Beloit, it just feels like a hug. Yeah. You know, it was just this soft place to mm-hmm. land and um, just the outreach of people. And, but, you know, then it just kind of opens up now to kind of where we are today, a year later, actually. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Tyler actually, so, okay, so what the um, schedule is for him, every three weeks he does the Avastin treatments. Mm-hmm. Before each treatment, he has to do a urine test to make sure that his kidneys are not being affected by it. Because mm-hmm. if his kidneys are being affected by it, they have to adjust it and potentially stop doing it. Right. If his body's not handling it anymore. Right. And then every third Avastin treatment, so every nine weeks, he mm-hmm. has an MRI. Okay. And if the tumor starts progressing, the Avastin's not working. Mm-hmm. And that's our last See, option. this is what I don't understand, though, is like when they were initially talking about this diagnosis, because, yeah, we're how far out from the diagnosis? A year. Yeah. So they were kind of saying six months to nine months. Right. So initially, m- most patients stay on Avastin mm-hmm. for four to six months. And either the tumor starts progressing or their bodies aren't handling it. So they have to come off of it. And then they're okay for a couple of months. And it's about three months where they right. start running running into problems. So we had, um, so let me just paint the level of stress every, well, really yeah. every day. Right. But every three weeks he goes to get treatment, he doesn't know if he's going to be able to get treatment because he has yeah. to have a urine test and to make yeah. sure everything's okay. So there's always kind of like that, like, whew, okay, yeah. good. And then you have the MRIs. Yeah. And so he has been stable. MRIs have been stable for a year. And that's how Tyler has been throughout the whole 12, 13 years of this entire mm-hmm. process. He's mm-hmm. always been on this fringe. Yeah population of people like everything is best case scenario yeah in a really horrible shitty situation like he's always just been best case scenario so he had um an mri this past week actually and this is a year now and mri stable Mm -hmm. and his doctor came in and said uh you know we're just talking to him about he's like stable as a rock you know Hmm. and he said, actually, now what has happened is Tyler has moved into another segment of patients. And he said there's about 5% of patients that the Avastin actually does what it's supposed to do. Are you fucking kidding me? No. I did not know this. Yes. So Holy the Avastin's job is okay. to cut off the blood supply. Okay. So it can't, yeah. has no food. It has no nourishment. Right, right, right. And so for 95% of people, like it does that for a few months yeah, and then it doesn't anymore. And um, he said, I, I have patients that have been on Avastin for years. Wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, you know, that's where we are medically, you know, and- We'll continue to talk about the updates with that, but it's it's really more what I want to talk about on the podcast is just the day to day of living with a partner who is not yeah. the partner you married. No, 
And he's a different person. He is a different person. He's it, it's interesting because Tyler's still there. Mm -hmm. Um, like he's still very uh you know, wants to do like his little jokes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Now are they executed all the time? <laughs> Not always, but the fact that he always tries, mm -hmm. um, I still feel that Tyler's still very um easygoing. He's still that person too. So he is, but he's also not so much easy. Yes, going. I will say that the la that last phone call I had to have with him about the whole movie date, and he was frustrated about his nap, I will say. That right. I got off the phone and I was like, oh, okay, Sarah, I see the feistiness coming through. Right, which is not a typical no. character Especially quality of Especially with Tyler him. talking to me like that. Right. That is not like, to. I've never had that before. Right. You know. But see, you're not dealing with right. it on a daily basis. So you're right. much more patient. Absolutely. You know. And in all of this, you know, like you have to find the humor in it. So, yep. you know, I have what I'm calling Tylerisms. <clears throat> so these are, you know. Just again, things that kind of lightened the mood. Mm -hmm. uh, so we had, well, I'll share that one for a different time. But there was the one that we went to go see Dave Matthews. And that's another thing too. Like, so Dave Matthews is like such an integral part of our lives. Right. Right. Like we planned our wedding around him. Yeah. You know, like we go, I, I've seen him five times alone this mm -hmm. summer. Yeah. So Dave, if you're listening. I know. Right. Oh my gosh. Please. Please. A girl up. <laughs> um, but I love the fact that, you know, Tyler's still going. We're making yeah. like, but this year when we went, we had to um, bring a lawn chair so yep. he could sit down. Like, it's just kind of accommodating that kind of stuff with him. But um, yeah, it was kind of funny because he really fucks words up. And um, so we ran into some people from GE that he used to work with. And so we're talking to them and one of them we're both really good friends with and I do mm -hmm. her hair and stuff. And so we're talking with her, but there's another woman, I'll call her Susan. So mm -hmm. I'm talking with Susan and she's like, no, no, I know Tyler, you know, and I know, I know what's going on with him and stuff. And so I'm like, Tyler, come over, come over here. You know, I'm yeah. like, this is Susan. She's a GE person. And he's like, oh, I don't remember you. Keep in mind when I'm talking, it is not this clear. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it's not. No. And at some point. We'll have Tyler on the podcast yeah, and, and you, you guys people will, know. will get a yeah. clear view of what it's actually like. Right. But um, guys like, no, no, I don't remember you. Like, what what department were you in? And she's like, oh, I was in anesthesia machines. And he's like, oh, I was in respirators. And they're kind of going back and forth. And again, he's like, yeah, I, I just I don't remember you. And he looks at her and he's like, take your shirt off. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> no, that's not what he meant. He wants you to take his your glasses off. He's like, yeah, take your shirt off. Oh, my. And I'm like, again, nope, not what he meant. And she's like, no, I, I know, I know. And I'm like, Tyler, you just told her to take her shirt off. And and then he laughed, you know, like he yeah. laughs at himself. So did he get that like when you told it to him? Yeah, he kind of just like chuckled at it. <laughs> oh, poor guy. You know. He's... He's a good, like, I mean, he'll still laugh at himself for yeah. sure. I think this one, to bring it back down, I remember it was us three hanging out. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember um, necessarily what 
the reason why or anything, but as we were just kind of hanging out, maybe having a drink or something, and he wanted to crack a joke. I know. <laughs> and and then he tried, and it, he couldn't execute it because he couldn't say it. Right. And then <laughs> me and you were trying to, like, you know, it's we tried to be sympathetic and, like, you know, you're trying to help him execute the joke. <laughs> and so then he was like, whatever, I, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm not funny. And then I was like, no, Tyler, you are funny. <laughs> he, really? He wasn't. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't. Although like, I can't remember what it was, but last week he did do a joke and I was like, oh my God, that was funny, Tyler. Like that was legit funny. Yeah. The problem now though. Yeah. Is that he'll try to be funny, but because he's cranky a lot of the time yeah. too, I don't know if he's trying to be right. funny. Right. So then I'll get irritated and then he'll tell me he was joking. Yeah. There's just a lot of miscommunication yeah. with me and Tyler. A lot. Which is like the most devastating part of all of this because, right. you know, that was just never the issue. Well, and even now too, it's like, he'll te- like he texted me today actually. And I don't know what the text is. Oh, that would be maybe that's what we should do. Text from Tyler. Oh my God. I have some. Kelly has some really good ones too. No, it's hard. I just gave up on it actually. And then I try to call him because for me, it's funny because he always wants to do it through text. Like he wants to communicate Absolutely. through text. Yes. Um, which is interesting. Yeah. Because I do better talking to him to help trying to understand what he's trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um and so I tried to give him a call, but he didn't answer. Um, I have no idea what he wanted from me today. Um, I sent a lot of like um, question mark <laughs> responses. <laughs> and listeners, please know this isn't us making fun no, of Tyler, but no. you just have to kind of chalk it up to like, eh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I like that though. I think that might be a good segment. Yeah. Because Tyler will poke fun at himself. Oh my gosh! If of he course, didn't poke fun at himself, you know, yeah. and that too, like through all of this too, you know, there's been a lot of depression and yeah. anger on his side too, you know, and rightfully so. But at the end of the day, he's mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. that optimistic. Oh, for sure, Tyler. Yeah, you know. He loves to have a good time. And, yeah. you know, even that last that last time when he was like kind of, you know, kind of yelling at me on the phone, which was not very like him. And uh, I, it was it came down to he, he had to do his nap because he has to nap every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was upset because he wanted to go see the movie with us, but he needed to accommodate his nap. And I couldn't tell him like, OK, it was like 12 o'clock at that time. We were going to go see the movie at two. Right. So he had time to lay down, but he could not understand me going, Tyler, go lay down now. Right. And we'll wake you up and then we'll go. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it wouldn't it didn't matter how I said it. Like it it wasn't connecting with him because it wasn't good enough or it didn't make sense to him because he kept going. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand. But then this is what it kind of came down to is he's going, you know, and you guys are going to go to a movie and that's not fair. And I was like, Tyler, no, I get it. I'm like, we want you there. Right. And then what it kind of came down to is he's like, and then you guys are going to go to dinner. I'm like, 
do you want to do dinner? Well, yeah. Yeah. I was like, Tyler, I, which we weren't even going to do. Right. We were just going to do the movie and then come right. home. But it meant a lot to Tyler to socialize. And yeah. you have to think too, it's like, he's at home every day. Yeah. Every single day. All day. And so I told him, I was like, dude, let's do dinner. Right. And that was a really fun night. It was a fun night. I mean, for Tyler, I think later on too, but that's a whole other story is like, how do dinners look like out? Right. That's a whole other fucking story. It is. Because life is different. It is. But we made it work and he didn't go to the movie. He he took his nap. Um, But we did do dinner with him. Yeah. And it was was nice. Yeah. And he enjoyed it. He he wants to socialize and he wants to do yeah those things. Absolutely. So, yeah. So I think this is a good note to end on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Again. Yeah. Anytime. Please have me. Always. Of course. I'm loving it. I feel good about it. Me too. And me too. I hope listeners feel good about it too. Yeah. And you should make it where people can reach out to you. Yes. So... I have to, we're in the, like, this is all very new, but we're going to yeah. get the Facebook page going, yeah. um, email and all that stuff. And so I definitely like if, if people have topics they want to talk about or mm-hmm. just like or questions too or for you. questions or, you know, if they have funny stories themselves. Yes. I want, I want to hear from people. I want to yeah. hear what are your experiences? What are your, what are you going through? Whether yeah. it's hard, funny, sad, mm-hmm. like fuck we just have to like embrace it absolutely embrace it and you know i've as weird as this sounds there's humor in the process of dying too i mean no i know just it's a part of life yep it's all we're all gonna do it so absolutely (laughs) some sooner than others unfortunately yeah that's and who knows with Tyler? I don't know. I know, girl. <laughs> he's like... He's going strong. He's going strong. He is going strong. He's going strong. He has the fight, man. He has the fight. Yeah. So once we get all that stuff up and running, I'd love to hear from people, questions, comments, anything, stories, all of it. So... Yeah. Well, thanks for having me. Yes. Subscribe, share, tell your friends about it. Yeah. And until uh, next time. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'd love to start a conversation with you. Please share your story with me via email, which is sarah at whenshitgetsreal.net. That's sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at whenshitgetsreal.net. Or visit my website, whenshitgetsreal.net.